Hello all and welcome back to another episode of Movies and Us, a weekly gathering place filled with conversations about movies, stories, and connection. My name is Jennifer Hahn. And I'm Sarah Callen. And today we're going to be reviewing the film Eileen. Alright, Sarah, kick us off with an IMDb summary for Eileen. A woman's friendship with a new co-worker at the prison facility where she works takes a sinister turn. All right. And in Movies and Us tradition, we will start off with our one-sentence summaries of choice for Eileen. Sarah, what was yours? Uh, Mine is, Massachusetts is a hard place to live. Yes. (laughs) There's a really great line in there at one point where she's like, it's Massachusetts. Everyone is angry all the time. <laughs> right? That's so... It's like, oh, wow. That that really helped help explain some things to me. Yes. Thank you. That is it was also like, piece. yeah, let's not visit Massachusetts at Christmas time. Let's no. just steer clear. No. 1964, Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah. It's like cold and gray no, and everyone is upset. It sounds like the yeah. Northeast in the winter to me. <laughs> perfect nailed it my one sentence summary is that awkward moment when the cigarette is a more interesting movie character than the actual ones Ooh, okay i love it i love a good spicy one sentence summary you know it has more character development that happens for that specific (laughs) object so We will dive in and share our (laughs) high-level thoughts of Eileen to start off, and we will not spoil the movie in this first section. So, Sarah, I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts about Eileen. Did did Eileen work for you? This is another one of those movies that I wanted to like and couldn't. Um, I think that there's a lot of good elements to this. Uh, I think you know, the the choice of setting and some of the cinematography choices. I think the score is very effective. I think both of the leads give good performances. And I I, I think that there's some, some good uh, elements of these characters in here. I just don't know that the movie actually capitalizes on them. So I left the theater just wondering, why did I just watch this? <laughs> like, what was the point of this movie? I I don't understand. And so, like, while I had a fine time watching this, like, I, I was engaged enough. Uh, it just didn't come together in the end for me enough to, to make this a movie that I really enjoyed. Uh, it, it was just, it was, it was okay, which is, is kind of a bummer. I had a similar thought leaving the theater. I was, I was just thinking to myself, I think I'm going to forget this movie very quickly. And this is going to be yes. one of those that we're like scrolling on our feed, looking at what we reviewed over the year. And I'm going to be like, what was Eileen about? We watched Eileen. I forget this entire movie. It's it's unfortunately pretty forgettable. I actually almost think that like the bad movies that are truly bad and we have a whole like unpacking of why it didn't work is honestly more exciting. Um there's 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 just like it was it was underwhelming, I think is the the kind of primary adjective that I would describe my experience with this movie. And I had a lot of like reflection afterwards to think about like is it because 
you know, our expectation of thrillers and mystery are just so much bigger now because they are, um, you know, we're used to thrillers and and mysteries that are like over the top and there's lots of twists and turns and they're highly like well-constructed. And that, that is how much we've done with this genre up until this point. And, uh, that's, that's kind of a thought train that I went down that I would love to unpack a little bit more, but there's something that's kind of, um, understated about this that I do appreciate the fact that this is just movie got made honestly is amazing to me. Um, it's a very like lean an hour, 38 minute runtime movie, which is so rare to see these days. And it's kind of a shame because I, I feel like this movie felt like an incomplete meal to me and, I, I don't know if more runtime would have helped it, but there's there's definitely a lot that left me wanting more from these characters. They were tropey and and archetypes that we've seen a ton before and we see now again, but there's nothing that's like really new and interesting that I think this movie is trying to communicate. And then the plot itself, honestly, I thought would would reach a you know higher fever pitch and it kind of doesn't either. Um my my one overarching working theory that I'm standing on right now is that uh, I think that this story probably works really well as a, as a novel and it just didn't translate well to the Brit screen. And um, in reading a little bit more about like the, that the people that have read the book and are discussing this movie, I think that there's, there's more that the novel leans into that. I think the movie just does a, you know, like, mediocre job of translating that and I think I think that's what is unique about the story that the movie just 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 doesn't know how to translate to the big screen and I think that's what's missing that's like like the really like interesting nuanced aspects of the story that we just unfortunately just got big get translated over so uh I fixated on the cigarettes and how they were used for the entire movie and that's where I like sunk my teeth into for most of this movie because I just didn't find that much else that really interesting about this movie which is unfortunate yeah i i have the the same theory uh that this would work really really well as a novel but just didn't work quite right as a movie Mm uh i i i appreciate what they were trying to do i i don't know i i've been trying to figure out why this movie didn't quite work for me and i haven't been able to fully figure it out but I I like what you said about it it almost feeling incomplete. And that's definitely how I felt. So even though there is some sort of a resolution at the end, I I I think I wanted a little bit more. I think I almost wanted that really climactic moment to happen maybe a little bit earlier. So then we see maybe a little bit more of the fallout than that maybe could have led to a better resolution. I don't know. Or like you said, maybe if the if the characters had gone anywhere, <laughs> maybe yeah. that would have helped <laughs> some. But I I have a feeling that those those things are in the book that just aren't present in the movie. And that's a shame. And this is one of those I love a 90 minute movie. Ugh. Yes, I want that all day, every day. But I think that this maybe could have benefited from being a little bit longer. Like maybe like 10 to 15 more minutes maybe could have helped this really stick the landing. And 
I don't know, wrap this up in a way that's a little bit more satisfying because it's it's not a satisfying ending, uh, mm-hmm. which is a, it's a shame. Yeah, not at all. And I and part of it is just I think the 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 plot itself. You know, again, I think I think it's thrilling in a novel format where you're building up and mm-hmm. hyping up to something, and there's all these big reveals that you are imagining in your mind. But we've I don't know. Like I think the the average moviegoer's expectation of a thriller we're just we've just been scaled up unfortunately and something that is more understated and subtle and less flashy like this movie i think needs to do something different to get us to experience that same like adrenaline rush and i think that the, the missing piece that they could have capitalized on more is really rooting into these characters like this movie doesn't doesn't do that for me and um so much from what i've read about the novel is about obsession and the way that um eileen is just you know pining after rebecca and 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 um putting her on a pedestal and the mystery and curiosity that she has for this woman who is so much the opposite of who she is and so much what she aspires to be of uh, she exhibits power and charisma and there's there's a sharpness to her that she also just like is is drawn drawn into that spell and i think that the movie should have capitalized more on that like just some fabulous cinematography some really well designed shots some really great character moments like spend give us more time in the first section of Eileen's obsession growing over time which ironically is what saltburn i think does really well Mm -hmm. (laughs) like if we could smush some of these things together and um take some of that artistic vision and apply it into this movie man this could have felt incredibly uh adrenaline inducing because there's that element of of danger but also of allure and i think i think we get like very very small like wisps of that but i want this movie to like go all in on that you know that would have helped yeah yeah I, I I see what you're saying I think I I definitely got that from this movie uh but it could have been stronger I think I think the reason why why that that portion worked for me as I mean it didn't like work super well but like I I was tracking with it uh had a lot to do with the score and the cinematography because we're just there are these long shots where the camera is just either on Eileen's face or it's it's her watching somebody else namely Rebecca uh but I think that the the cinematography does a good job of creating that sense of disconnect and and how Eileen is just off on her own just constantly like watching the world around her but never actually engaging and so then when Rebecca comes it's like oh wait this is a new object of affection this is a new object of desire and so I feel like the cinematography and the score do a really good job kind of creating that atmosphere and that uh, ambiance but I think that it could have done more than it does uh, especially if if you're if you're trying to I don't know, showcase this as a thriller in the thriller genre. I I think 
people might see this and get pretty disappointed because it it doesn't fit into what we normally expect, though I do think that there are thrilling elements of it. Uh, This is once again one of those times where our genre buckets aren't always the most helpful things in the world. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point, actually, is I wonder how I would have received this movie if this was portrayed as a drama, you know? This is this is categorized mm-hmm. from what I've observed as a thriller slash mystery. There's not a, I oh. mean, that's yeah, that's, yeah. That's, there's not a mystery in here. No, <laughs> there's not at all. Oh, so I was waiting, like, yeah. okay, we're getting into the story of Lee and his mother, and there's a whole like unraveling that's going to happen, and we, we just, with the thread is very short. You know, there's not much to unravel. It is like. A, a small little ribbon uh, that you just, you know, found the end of really quickly. And so, it, and I don't know if it's a thriller really in the, in the ways that we expect from marketing. I don't, I don't think this is smart to be portrayed as a thriller. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, drama, you know, character drama, maybe more fitting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, it's it's just also interesting to think about our expectations that we come mm-hmm. to a movie with because I knew nothing about this really before we went and saw this. I just I knew it had Anne Hathaway in it and Thomas and Mackenzie and there was something about a prison. That's all of the information that I had about this movie. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And so I I do wonder if because I maybe knew less. I was like, okay, we're just, uh, we're going to see what happens. So I didn't come in thinking it was going to be a thriller or a mystery. I didn't know what this was. And so those, the, uh, the whiff of thrilling elements was enough for me. (laughs) See, this is, I broke my rule before watching this movie and I watched the trailer because I was trying to convince family members to go watch this in the theater. They did not. Uh, that's, well, we that's watched probably the trailer a good choice. And let me tell you, the trailer is thrilling. The trailer is very thrilling. Oh, yeah. really? It And the thing is, like, wow. the trailers, it, it includes many of the shots that the movie also does include. It's not like they, you know, sometimes the trailers will include things where you're like, that just wasn't in the movie, that shot at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it includes those shots, but they're positioned very differently. So the example that I'll give is that shot of her at the end of the movie um, lit up in red in the forest. And 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 like, like she's awash in red uh, right after she uh, disposes of the body. And there's this, you know, thrilling music playing over it. And so it conjures up this expectation of like, oh, this is going to be dangerous and, and brutal and, you know, all the stuff. And that shot at the end is literally like right after she's very calmly disposed of a body after a you know somewhat thrilling event but like it is it when you can you can imagine when you cherry pick some of those shots that seem thrilling and then cut them together the expectation is that you know the meat that is behind those bones is also going to be just as thrilling and it's more like let's take the sprinkles that are very thrilling and cut them together uh and when you have a montage of those it does give you the feeling of excitement so I would say the trailer is more thrilling than the movie, for sure. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is impressive. Yes. It's 
very smart, I guess. You know, gets butts and seats in theaters, maybe. Yeah, but like, at what cost, though? This is what this is the constant struggle that I have with trailers. Is sure you take all these pieces to get people to come to the movie, so you take the most enticing pieces and throw them all in the trailer. But then if you're setting up somebody to go to this movie and the movie itself does not match the trailer, Mm -hmm. you're going to leave disappointed. Mm -hmm. And so then when you leave a review on Letterboxd or Rotten Tomatoes or post about it on social media or talked about it with your friends, it's going to be a negative review. And so you'll get negative press that might turn other people off from seeing, you know, is it, is it one of those where you're like, I don't know taking a taking a short-term gain for like a long-term loss Mm -hmm. i don't know it's probably me just overthinking trailers and marketing of movies but it really frustrates me that they do that instead Mm -hmm. of just creating a really honest portrayal of what the movie is so that you are attracting the right viewers to go see it you know not everybody would be drawn to this movie and that's okay because it's not made for everyone but if you create a trailer that creates false expectations you're going to turn off a lot more people from it Mm -hmm. no it's so true it's so true and I I I wonder if the movie maybe wasn't sure how much it, it wanted to lean into that aspect of this and like really create a a thriller because the movie seems to um not not choose to lean heavily into those aspects when it could have right like there's so there's a lot there that you could play up and dramatize and and give it that flair to create those moments of thrill and the movie kind of doesn't choose to and and seems to be not interested in trying to create a true thriller anyway so I do wonder like what was the original novel like and and what is the experience of reading that novel I imagine that um there's perhaps a lot more thriller aspects in the novel you know like the the insinuations Mm -hmm. about Lee and Rita and you know like prison for you know like all of that backdrop seems to set up this idea of something big dramatic uh you know event happening and I'm sure that the from that perspective, if we're thinking about marketing, everyone who's read this novel also will go into this movie with certain expectations too. And it was just an interesting mm-hmm. to, to not lean as heavily into it as it really could have. It could have gone all in on playing up the prison scenes and the drama of 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 being in that environment and kind of the the, the atmosphere of that. And you know, we don't really get to a lot of the story with Lee and Rita until like halfway through the movie. It feels like. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it, it once again goes to the question of what is this movie trying to do and, and what is this movie trying to be? Because mm-hmm. I think the way that it's set up is supposed to be this really interesting character study uh, as you peel back these layers of Eileen and learn who she is. And, and, and Rebecca is just kind of a catalyst to get Eileen to open up. Uh, mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm there's such a distance from Eileen that even though we learn more about her and we spend a lot of time with her, we still don't get to like fully know her. And and so I think that's why the ending is even a little bit disappointing or, or it feels like you said unfinished mm. is because even though we've peeled back some layers of Eileen, 
we still don't know her. There's still this weird distance there that I don't think lends itself to a deep character study, which is what I think this is trying to be. Um, And so when you don't have those characters and you don't have like a super thrilling story, Mm. you're just kind of of left with like a neutral movie. And I feel like that's what Eileen ends up being. Mm. That's a fabulous point, which is that this also really isn't, doing the character study aspect of it of of the other option to lean into well either (laughs) so we're kind of left without the thrill and without the deep meaningful character study either and then we're just leaving the theater wondering what we just experienced that's a good point Mm -hmm. yep that's that's a good summation of the whole experience yeah Yeah. you watch this movie and then you leave and you go yeah huh like, and yeah. then you just move about your day. Yes. There's there's not a lot there to think about. It doesn't like haunt you like like something like Saltburn did. You know, it just yeah. it was a an hour and thirty eight minutes, and then you go back to your life. Hopefully, mm-hmm. not in 1964 Massachusetts. Yes, yeah. You actually leave the theater and you're like, thank thank God we're out of that world. And I'm saying like (laughs) I have never been more happy to live somewhere where it doesn't snow like (laughs) this is great oh man uh another another just quick thought um it's just I remember I left the theater feeling like I'm surprised it's got made you know and this is the type of movie Mm -hmm. that I would expect to be released on Netflix, you know, in the top 10 for maybe a day or two and then kind of forgotten as well. And there's enough dollars and funding to get this a theater release. Um, I wonder if like the, the I, I haven't read the book, but I wonder if the intention and maybe the following of the book helped push it through all of the like business and, and um, revenue projections aspect of this. But I'm kind of just surprised that this movie exists and is a theatrical release. You know, it's kind of unexpected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Also, like the fact that this got a theatrical release and the killer didn't get a theatrical release, like this is wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is a fine movie to watch in the theaters. It's fine. But like, you don't need to watch it in the theaters. You could watch this at home on your couch and have just a good a time. Mm -hmm. (sighs) But the killer... Really? Right. I was upset. To be sucked into that world and the killer would have mm-hmm. been amazing. So much better. Experience. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it's just unexpected. Just very unexpected. Yeah. Um, I, I also found this movie really interesting uh, that it's coming out at this time too. Like, mm. sure, it makes sense right before the holidays. This is happening during Christmas time. But it's kind of funny – it reminded me of Saltburn, like you mentioned, and the holdovers that we reviewed mm. like a month ago. And so I just thought that it was so funny that these three movies that are all very different from each other, but have some like weird commonalities between them, yeah. uh, are all coming out kind of around the same time. And so as I was watching Eileen, I kept thinking of both the holdovers and Saltburn and comparing this movie to those. And I think both of them, though I didn't love the holdovers, uh, I think both the holdovers and Saltburn do things better than Eileen does. And so I could see what Eileen was trying to do. And I was like, well, I feel like I've, I've experienced a better version of that Mm. 
in the past month. So I think that also kind of works to Eileen's detriment. Mm, no, that is so true. That is so true. And almost the the Eileen needs what both Saltburn and the holdovers do well, but in different in very different ways. Like if we could combine the like the the character study and the atmospheric parts of uh, the holdovers with just kind of the the execution and filmmaking and stylistic flair that Saltburn has, like that's that's what Eileen needs. And and I think it's the unfortunate thing is that there is a version of this movie that I believe would be highly effective with the same subject material, the same actor, same subject material, but executed and maybe constructed differently. I think that they've got the talent and they've got the like period atmosphere nailed down well, you know, it's just kind of the meat and potatoes mm-hmm. that is missing. Yeah. 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 I, I think if this had been maybe paced a little bit differently and some of the writing was a little bit different, like this could be a home run. Like this mm-hmm. is, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's an okay movie. And I think it's, I don't know, 70% of the way there. And like just a few changes could have made this a home run. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it's a bummer. Like so much work went into this and you can tell that like people like poured their hearts into this movie. And so for this not to be as good as it could have been is just, it's disappointing. Yeah, I want, I wanted this to be better. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. Well, let's include a spoiler here. If you haven't seen Eileen, it is available out in theaters. We recommend checking it out before continuing to listen to the rest of this episode. So on that same vein, one of the things that I was thinking about, but after the movie ended that I I think could have been an interesting theme, but I don't think the movie takes advantage of like really leaning into it. And maybe the novel does is there was this, this really, um, interesting aspect of this movie where it's primarily centered around the stories of the females right we've got we've got Eileen we've got Rebecca and we've got Rita and in a way I think all three of them are a product of um, the men in their lives turning rotten in some way and them having to bear the burden and the responsibility to figure out how to manage and how to to like what to react to and and survive in those situations and they all do that in very very different ways um and they in a way they have a lot more in common by the end than they do at the beginning and how they respond and uh react to the kind of corrupt men in their lives um in some cases they they lean into the power that they have through um their sexuality and things like that. In the case of Rebecca, um, Eileen kind of takes the, 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 the kind of the approach of being invisible and staying out of the way. And she then, you know, blossoms into learning from the ways of, of Rebecca and whatnot. And then Rita in a way you like almost, um, because of the, the emotional needs that she has kind of joins forces with this corrupt man and, and logics out for herself the the morality and what she's doing and and she becomes twisted in that way but I thought there would have been a really interesting theme and maybe the novel covers this in the consequences and responsibilities that these women bear from the men in their lives and I think that there's there's this really maybe interesting larger theme that the film could explore around that theme and around that topic that I think could be 
much more universally like um, uh, thought about in terms of the, the gender roles and the, the ways that women have throughout history had to bear the weight of and manage and deal with the actions and, and choices of men in their lives, good or bad. And there isn't enough there for like me to really sink my teeth into it. But there was there is that shot of the three women together in Rita's um, kitchen or basement where I was like, wow, like each of these are a product of their environments and the, and the people that have been in their lives. No, that is such a good point. And it's just a, a shame that the movie doesn't capitalize on that because that that would have been really fascinating to go a little bit more deeper into these characters. And like you learn, I, I mean, you learn so little about all three of them, but especially yeah. like Mrs. Polk, you, you know, next to nothing about her except for her monologue that she gives, which is stunning. Like, holy crap. I was riveted when she's talking while tied up in her basement. Like that was a great, performance and the way that the camera is just glued to her face and so you have to stare into her eyeballs as she is relaying this horrific story that she's telling um but that's really all you get to know about her so so I think again if this movie wanted to make that point or or wanted to be a deeper character study or show these three women and 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 what it's like to be a woman in in Massachusetts in 1964 you know it would have to be constructed a little bit different cuz it really ends up just being these two women end up assaulting and murdering this other woman who helped enable her husband to <laughs> assault their son yeah. who killed that. like it just it ends up being <laughs> facts rather than something that points to a larger theme mm -hmm. that you can really chew on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which then goes back to kind of our earlier point around this movie needed to have leaned in more heavily into the characters. Yeah, because yeah. that would have then landed the plane. And I imagine, I would assume that the book has more time to, to give us like little observations from Eileen's perspective about Mrs. Polk as she comes to visit. You know, and, and slowly we would have formed some like hazy image of who this woman is, what their story is. And there's there's kind of a better slow drip that we get along the way so that by the time we land at this climactic ending, we've we've been along that journey. Whereas Sophie, we get like one scene with her coming to visit her son. And then immediately she, that whole plot line is like the whole, takes over the whole rest of the movie. And I'm like, we don't know anything about these people. It was one visit. Mm -hmm. And I, I could see how the movie was trying to do that, you know, because because Eileen's dad mentions the case, then Eileen gets the the file out of the file room and then Rebecca takes the file and then she calls the mom. And so, like, I feel like the movie was trying to do that and trying to create intrigue around this case and intrigue around this woman. But like you said, it just doesn't do it well enough. And so. It just, it feels like it's kind of coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, it's, again, I could see what they were trying to do. They just didn't quite nail it. Yeah. 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 This is one of those movies that makes you just want to read the original book and just compare, compare notes, you know? Yes. <laughs> we got like, yeah. what was the original intent of the story? And then what got, what, how did this get translated in a funky way? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Other aspects of this movie that we wanted to touch on. I think another aspect of this that, that made me keep like wanting to watch and, and had a little bit of that like thrillery vibe to it is from the very beginning, I was like, Oh, Eileen's going to murder somebody. Who is she going to murder? Uh, and so that was just a fun guessing game that, uh, I was playing while watching this movie. And so it was like in conversations with her dad. And I was like, oh, okay. Dad is at the top of the list. This is great. Then she gets a gun. And I was like, oh, there's the murder weapon. Yeah. Okay. It was like a game of clue, basically, <laughs> is what I was playing while watching Eileen. And so I was like, okay, Eileen with the gun in the conservatory, you know, yeah. it, was, it was great. Um, and so I... I think that, again, like those elements maybe could have been played up a little bit more mm-hmm. to make it into something thrilling um, rather than just like a personal game of Clue. You made this an interactive activity. I am so proud of you. I did. That is, did. That is a feat. Yeah. This was this was a let's try and solve the mystery, but plot twist, there is no mystery. <laughs> yes. Well, there is. There that, is. She does that is exactly what it was. They do end up killing someone, so. They do. They do. Which was an interesting choice. Yeah. It's like, wow, okay, this rando. We're going to kill a random person. This is cool. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Had to make it into a game. I mean, we needed something to sink your teeth into with this movie. It's very true. You chose that. I chose cigarettes. You know, like we found our thing. (laughs) Our survival techniques. Didn't, wasn't there a recent movie where we were also just like fixated on something to just try and make it fun? We both chose different things. I don't remember which one it was. But. I'm sure because I know that I'm always fixating on random crap. So we do. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. You mentioned the score and I'm curious your thoughts about the score because the score didn't work for me, but it sounded like it did work for you. So I'm intrigued to hear more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I think it was effective for me in, in just creating that atmosphere mm. and I – I appreciated how sometimes it would just cut to silence too. I think I think it's those moments of silence that always really catch my attention. And so I, I think that the film was was pretty good about when to lay it on and when to have your score just blaring at you and then when to just cut to silence and make you actually like really pay attention to what was going on. So I, I think it was a good atmosphere setter for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, interesting. I think a lot of the choices of the score I thought were like musically very fascinating, um, different from I think the traditional ways that you know we've often seen thrillers are scored, which can get really generic and really vanilla real fast. Watch any Netflix film and they all kind of sound similar with the strings. Um, there were certain moments where I found the score distracting and I didn't, I felt like the the mood didn't fit musically what I was hearing. So the one of the moments that this really, I think, didn't work for me is I think when, she, when Eileen is cleaning up essentially after all of the, the – she gets back after they've killed Rita. She's grabbing all of the things from her. She's grabbing her money. She's grabbing her fur coat um, back in the home. And I don't know. The score is just really loud and really – dissonant from the mood that I would expect it. And usually like, 
usually I don't notice the score so explicitly unless it's being done very well and adding to the overall overall atmosphere. And you're like, wow, this is just, it's all coming together so well. That was an instant where I was like, well, hey there, score. I see you. I hear you. I don't know what you're doing, but your presence is known. And that's usually not a good sign for me. Um, so there were a couple moments where I was like, it's an interesting choice, unique, creative, different from what I would have expected, but didn't quite work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can see that. I, I think for me, some of that disconnect and dissonance was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that helped, again, like create that sense of like intrigue that I had and like, okay, I'm, I'm willing to, to keep going with this, this, you know? And so it was these little moments that didn't quite work together that, that made me want to keep going. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's like, it's like the Banshees of Inishirin all over again. (laughs) I, (laughs) I didn't understand. So I wanted to, to keep going and, and try and solve the puzzle as I do. Yep. This character makes no sense to me. Let me lean in because it does not compute. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I must find the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, this is now an interactive activity because we love those out here. <laughs> yes. Have to make it interactive because yes. otherwise, like, what are we doing? Yes. Precisely. Have to turn it into a game. Have to make it into a puzzle. Something. <laughs> Got to keep going. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Let's see. Other things that we wanted to mention about this movie. What else stood out to you? I have watched too many cop shows Uh is the problem. And the whole time, not the whole time, the last 30 minutes of the movie, I was sitting here thinking, it would have been so easy to commit a crime in the 1960s. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Y'all are just like leaving fingerprints all over the place willy nilly. You're firing guns at people. Like, how did the neighbors not hear that and call the cops on you? Like, there were just multiple moments where I was like, this would never fly today. You would have to be such a more intelligent criminal to get away with murder like that today than you could have in the 1960s. So these ladies are really lucky that they were in Massachusetts in in 1964 (laughs) because... This would not fly in 2023. Mm-mm. No. CSI would catch you. Real fast. Real fast. Real fast. You would be locked up so quick. Yeah. They're not good criminals. I did have that thought when um, she, you know, like she she disposes, quote unquote, disposes of the body. And so I'm like. So badly. They're going to know that there's drugs in her system and she didn't die from like yeah. the car exhaust and, you know, smoke seeping through in the middle of the forest and also she's got a gunshot wound in her in her like left shoulder you know like these details yeah. are not going to come together for a an easy like oh she committed suicide in the middle of the forest from her car this does not compute and the and the car i mean unless eileen stole mrs polk's car but that's not what happened the car is registered to eileen's dad <laughs> so like I mean, presume they had car registrations in 1964. Mm. Like this, it was so frustrating. I was like, I appreciate that you're trying to put together a plan, but your plan sucks. (laughs) And throughout the movie, we have established that the police respond to calls. 
So when her dad is shooting off his gun, the police show up because the neighbors heard it and they called. And so, I mean, maybe Mrs. Polk lives in a rougher neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a magical soundproof basement. I don't know. But it just, those details did not add up to me. Because I was like, the police are very responsive in this small town. Why aren't they responsive at this point in time? But (laughs) it's fine. We were in the, we were on the downward stretch of the movie. We just had to let it happen. Even though it didn't make sense. Yeah. One of those moments where we're like, okay, we're I, we're nearing the end. I see mm-hmm. the light at the end of the tunnel. Just yes, accept. Just got to land it. Yes. Got to land the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there's fingerprints all over that home. What? What do they expect? You know? There's probably blood everywhere too. Right? Hello? Hello. <laughs> yeah. Blood all over Eileen's hands, Rebecca's hands, wherever <sighs> she ended up. Like, yes. I don't know. I guess Mrs. Polk like didn't have like a nosy neighbor because I feel like here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If if your son has brutally murdered your husband and you're still living in the same house where all that happened, aren't people going to like be around the house and like want to take pictures of you and have like that intrigue and you would have like the nosy neighbors who are always like looking and I don't know. I feel like this house would have more attention on it. So (laughs) this doesn't seem like a plausible place for all of this to happen. But it is Massachusetts in the dead of winter. And people probably want to be inside their own homes. Yeah, they're like, just leave me alone. Let me be warm. Although what I'm gathering from this is that note to self, if you're moving, choose the nosy neighbors. I know it's kind of annoying, but, you know, in moments like this (laughs) could be the thing that saves you. So... Yeah. There's a plus. Yeah. Safety measures. The best security system is your nosy neighbors. Yeah. I mean, honestly, (laughs) they can be a helpful security system. They're looking out for you. Yes. They've got your back when uh, crazed, (laughs) crazed females come, come for you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I did think it was like maybe implied, but um, interestingly implied, but not explicitly communicated, which is. There's an obsession that Rebecca seems to have with uh, seeking justice for the situation with Lee and Polk because there's there's something like personal about this situation that she is going out of her way to go and investigate. I don't think this is in her normal protocol as a prison psychologist to be showing up at <laughs> one of your client's mother's home and tying her up and 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 trying to get the the confession out of her in her personal in her personal home you know and so it was there there seems to be some sort of trauma or personal experience or some con- emotional connection that Rebecca has to the situation that I thought was like really interestingly done where it's implied but not that we don't get that much more about that whole storyline um but based on the decisions that she makes it seems to point to like there's a lot more to Rebecca's story that we still don't even know by the end of the movie, which I, I thought that was well done and, and perhaps um, maybe where, where the, the novel shines and in those nuances that the movie kind of starts to imply but doesn't go fully yet. I thought that was pretty interesting. 
Yeah, I think that's one area where I wanted more because I I didn't understand any of the choices. I I think that was one of those where I was like, this doesn't make sense for what I've gathered about you as a character. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think I wish that that had been a little bit more clear yeah. so that we understood her motivations because it just it seemed like such a random choice to me like she hyper fixates on this one case yeah and has one meeting with the mother and then resorts to assaulting the mother in her own home and tying her up to try and get a confession out of her like I don't know that's just that is a big leap for me and I I wish that there had been a few more like red flags about her throughout so that so that that conclusion made more sense to me that just it felt not consistent with nowhere. this character yeah yeah because it is totally out of nowhere <laughs> yeah uh-huh I was like where did this come from yep yeah no that I I didn't get it either so I just I filled in the blanks it was like surely this I love must it. be why but you're right it like yes. had there been maybe a little bit more those moments would have also landed better because we're like oh yes like we understand Rebecca we understand the connection emotional connection points that she also has with Eileen because they can share and they understand each other in that you know in the ways that they've experienced similar things and that's that's because the other thing that I didn't really see enough of is just like the the connection between the two of them I think it's like there's a lot implied there um but I didn't really buy it, to be honest. There's a movie. I don't know if you've seen it. It's might have. It's called Carol. And the whole time I was watching this movie, I was just – it's Rudy Mara and Kate Blanchett. And they're in nearly similar archetypes in these characters. Like shy, very reserved, very quiet. Like um, Caterpillar that hasn't turned into a butterfly character, which Rudy Mara plays. And, you know, like also got the brown, dark brown hair and like doe eyes. And Kate Blanchett then plays this like older woman who is incredibly sophisticated and well cultured and has this confidence and this charisma. And there is a relationship that's formed between the two of them over the course of the movie. So the whole time I'm also watching this movie, I'm just imagining Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett playing these two characters as well and seeing what that would feel like and, and look like as, in the movie. But um, they, in Carol, the connection between the two of them is so clear and you buy into the the emotional bonds that are formed there. I didn't really buy it with Eileen and Rebecca. What about you? Yeah, I I I viewed Eileen as somebody who is obsessed with Rebecca. And then I viewed Rebecca as somebody who is really good at identifying people who are weaker and then using them to your advantage. Mm -hmm. And so I, I I don't know that I, I necessarily saw like a bond between them, but I could, I, I saw how they were both attracted to one another, uh, both in like very dysfunctional ways. Um, and, and how I, I especially could see how Rebecca could use Eileen to, whatever ends she wanted. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then the movie doesn't really seem to even go there. And so mm -hmm. I, I really struggled with Rebecca. Cause like everything that I thought about her, the movie doesn't fully go there. 
And so I was kind of left with like, okay, I don't, I don't get the, the, the point of view as a character, unless you are supposed to be this like guide that gets Eileen out of her shell. But then like we talked about before, I don't think that the movie fully capitalizes on that either. So I, I don't know. I, I saw things in both of the characters, but I don't think that the movie fully goes there the way that it could have to make those things, um, I don't know, interact uh, as much as it could have. Mm. We're like, can we take these two chemicals and have them just mix together more fully and, and react yeah. and, and collide with each other? Yeah. They yeah. they still stay a little separate. Which, and, and like that can be interesting too, but again, like it's, I don't know, I don't know, this, this film creates a distance between us and the characters and between the characters themselves, mm. but doesn't, I don't know, doesn't fully capitalize on that distance in any meaningful way. Yeah. So I, I think again, like this movie has good elements and is doing good things, but just doesn't fully commit to it. And so you're just kind of left with everything is kind of mediocre. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's it's almost like the if the movie could paint with brighter colors and just not literally, yeah. you know, brighter colors, but more just more saturated, just more of everything, slightly more intensified, uh, would have been what we're looking for. Yeah. It's it's almost like we just need more salt. You know, like just it was a bland, yeah. bland meal, a little bit of a bland meal. Honestly, that's a great metaphor. <laughs> That that is exactly what it is because because yeah. you can see you can see the spices and you can like taste the the whiffs of all of these little Ooh. things but it's just not enough and so you need the salt to amplify the flavors yes. that are already there that's yes. exactly what this movie needs we mm -hmm. need more salt more salt people yes great yeah hmm interesting interesting that's kind of the I mean, if if I were a filmmaker, that'd be the worst critique that I would probably receive. Is just they're like, you just didn't. Nope, like it just wasn't it. It wasn't there. The meat wasn't there, and the the intensity wasn't there. You know, I'd rather create yeah. a film that is more along along the lines of Saltburn, and like polarizing, but like you, people have opinions and they're talking about it. You know, this is kind of the worst reaction that I would want from a movie if I were creating one. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot to talk about with this. Yeah. Which is, is a shame because yeah. again, like I imagine that the novel is chock full of stuff, yeah. uh, but the, the movie doesn't capitalize on it. It needs more salt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, if I had infinite time, I just want to like go and read the novel and, and just compare, you know, cause it's, it's, I think I had the same feeling after watching Cherry, the Tom Holland movie as well, because mm -hmm. the movie clearly points to evidence of something that has a lot of really interesting ideas. You know, like there's there's something there, just we're missing part of the picture. Um, so I'm just like, I want to finish the picture. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's fascinating. It's, I mean, it's notoriously a challenge to – take a book and adapt it for the big screen. And I think this is yet another data point on that pattern. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Man, it's rough. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Anything, anything else that we wanted to hit on, touch on this movie? Did we hit it all? Uh, no, I have, I have two other things. One is a serious point and then one is a silly point. Okay. Uh, so my, my serious point is I really appreciate how the film introduced us to Rebecca. Um, we spend a lot of time in gray, mundane, boring, muted Massachusetts in the winter. And like we mm. feel the the lethargy and the stuckness that Eileen has. And even like visually, it's all gray, it's all muted. And then you see Rebecca come in in her red convertible car and she's wearing bright reds and bright colors and has this bright blonde hair. You know, she is just mm-hmm. this breath of fresh air visually. And then Anna Hathaway gives a good performance too as Rebecca. Yeah. Um, and so I just really loved how the film visually sets us up so we're like oh thank god some color has come into our lives and i i think that that was a really effective way of introducing that character so i just i loved that i thought that that was really really excellent i mean talk about having like immediate empathy with um with eileen i'm like i too am oh like gosh. drawn to rebecca <laughs> like yes. oh yes thank goodness something exciting and and and, and there's like there's like a confidence also i think that um rebecca immediately just exudes and a, and a power that she commands in a room full of of men and and that i think that is also alluring to eileen as well of just this in a way this is a coming of age story you know of, of, a, of a girl learning to self-actualize and embrace parts of her autonomy and her her decision making that has been so suffocated by her circumstance for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and Rebecca does a really great job of just <laughs> drawing oh, breath of fresh air. Something new is going on. Mm-hmm. Let's see what she's up to. Because yep. surely that is more interesting than anything else happening in this town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Okay, what's your silly thing? My silly thing is that Harvard people love to tell you that they went to Harvard. <laughs> and there are multiple times throughout this movie where Rebecca just drops Harvard in there. And I was like, you very clearly went to Harvard because that is absolutely <laughs> a trait. <laughs> and so I love that the movie included that. Yes. I thought that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just the they'll make sure you know in all of mm-hmm. the ways. All of the ways. Yep. You sure you got to know. She did not go to some other school. She went to Harvard. Thank Mm -hmm. you very much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that this movie is getting praised pretty heavily for just nailing the like period atmosphere of, uh, you know, 1964 New England and the people and the dynamics here. And so um, I am not from that era, but it did grow up in the Northeast and a lot of the like the the visuals and the color palettes, all of that, I think they landed really well. So that's pretty fascinating. There's a lot mm-hmm. more praise for yeah. this one than I'm, uh, you know, agreeing with, though, which I think is also pretty interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. People seem to be really liking this um, from what I've oh. read. So fascinating. <laughs> we must have watched wow. a different movie. 
Yeah, that's interesting. A lot of the reviews that I have read have been like middling. Mm. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'm on the right track. That's that's fascinating that yeah. a lot of people are really enjoying this. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Mostly praising cool. the performances and the period atmosphere uh, being just incredibly oh, accurate. And okay. also like the the um, the adherence to the original the original text they're also praising. So um, all those things are probably, yeah, at the movie's strength. So they're they're picking the right things, but there's just mm-hmm. a lot else that's missing that we we want. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we want a good whole experience, not just good individual parts. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes our review and discussion for Eileen. You can find it available out in theaters. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Movies and Us. Our name sums it up. We're all about movies and the powerful ways we can connect with each other and the world around us. This podcast is about all of us and our shared stories. Everyone is welcome here, and we're so glad you spent time with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you tune into your favorite shows. Drop us a rating and review, letting us know your thoughts about Eileen. You can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Movies and Us Pod or email us at Movies and Us Pod at gmail.com. We will be back next week to discuss the film Maestro. We hope you have an amazing week and we'll see you very soon.